Welcome to Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story. I'm coming to you from the home of Yosef and Gabriella Danielli. Today I'll continue my interview with Gabriella Danielli. In part two, Gabriella will be sharing more about her own story, the different mediums of art that she creates with, and her love for the land of Israel. Gabriella, you love to play music. You love to listen to music. You're inspired by music. You are a musician. But jazz particularly is something that you really get inspiration from. My father is a jazz musician. He plays the tenor saxophone and flute and spends some time in Europe playing in the music halls there, free jazz, avant-garde jazz. Your love for jazz really defines your music. Can you just describe why music became so important to you? I think music was always a part of my life. I remember when I was just nine, I went to visit a friend of mine, and she played piano to me, and I was so moved. Tears were running down my cheeks. I went home and I asked my parents if I could please play the piano. So I had a classical piano education, and then when I started to travel around and got married for many years, I didn't have a piano. But I started to pick up the guitar. So I played the guitar for many years, wrote several songs, made two CDs with the songs I have written. Um, I really love jazz, yes. Even when I was a teenager, I felt very drawn to jazz, but uh, jazz is not easy as much as it sounds. Um, there was a while I took some jazz piano, but then I had a love affair with the harp. Somebody brought me a harp about 10 years ago, in uh, uh, maybe 2010, a ministry called Harps for Israel, and they came once a year and gave a few harps away because they believe that the sound of the harp can change the atmosphere in the land. We know when David played for Saul, the evil spirits left. I do believe harp is very therapeutic. It can chase away the darkness, uh, invite the presence of the Lord, and sometimes bring healing to people. Also, many times the prophets of old were prophesying when the sound of the harp was playing. So they gave me a little harp. I never thought I would play the harp. And they told me, we will be back in a year. And we see what you have done with it. If it only stays in the corner, we will give it to someone else. That was a very good thing because it caused me to pick it up. And I really fell in love with the instrument. I had the privilege maybe six years ago to go to Germany and build my own harp in a harp workshop which gave me a real special relationship with my instrument but when I got more into the harp my piano playing suffered more <laughs> and I didn't know to what to give more time and I must say that lately 
harp became my main instrument. I love to worship and to jam out with my friends, uh, sing a new song to the Lord together. And many times, usually there are guitars and pianos present, so harp is more rare. So I usually use my harp to worship the Lord. That's what I love to do most. The audience is listening to you playing on the harp right now and can see a special video that your husband recorded of you playing on your harp on the deck outside your home overlooking the Sea of Galilee on our Israel Mosaic website. Throughout the entire podcast today, you will have the privilege of hearing songs that you have written, produced, and sung with other artists off of your album called Lovesick. Is there one particular piece or song that inspires you and why is that song such a powerful inspiration for you? Well, I can say one song which was a complete download <laughs> was the song Lovesick from my last album, which is actually the title song, Lovesick. Our oldest daughter, when she was 25, she got sick with cancer. And I was so brokenhearted, especially when it returned after a year. I didn't know where to go with my emotion and with my pain. So I came to my friend's house one day and just sat on the piano. And I believe God gave me the download of that song, Lovesick which actually speaks about my relationship with the Lord. It speaks about that sometimes we look for Him and we cannot find Him. He is like hidden, but still there is nothing better than Him. His love is better than wine. It's better than life. And I think that song really expresses it as I had some wonderful musicians which expressed that pain in that song. I felt at that point. How is your daughter now? Uh, you mentioned that she had cancer once and then it came back. Is it in remission? And how is she doing? I'm very grateful to say that almost 10 years have passed and that she's even a mother of a beautiful little boy which is an absolute miracle because after going through chemotherapy twice, the doctor said she might never be able to have children. So I'm very grateful to say that she, I hope she's healed. Yeah. And staying on that subject, getting through cancer with your daughter, music seemed like it had a very powerful and a, and healing way with you. Can you just describe the music that you played at that time and how that healed you and helped you get through that difficult time? Yes, I'm a worshiper and an intercessor, but I must say, sometimes I had no more words. I tried to manipulate God into a miracle in every way by crying, screaming, fasting, praying, but one thing that really helped me when I went through that heartache 
it was dancing before the Lord. Sometimes I just put music and I expressed my heart before the Father with dancing. And that was one of the most healing things I could experience in that difficult time. Gabriella, can you just describe your own family, uh, the son and daughters that you have and where they're living and where they're at right now? We have four children, three girls and a boy, but they're already, some of them have their own families. So unfortunately, two of them live in America, so we miss them a lot, especially in this time when, where they shut our country down, our airport, we can't even go see them. And we have a wonderful daughter in Tel Aviv, and our son, which finished the army one year ago, is still living with us. The song you're listening to now, called Arise My Love, was sung by one of Gabriella's daughters on her album entitled Lovesick. Gabby, you are a phenomenal potter, and some of the work that you have done is really extraordinary. When did you take up this skill and become interested specifically in pottery? I always loved to work with my hands. Even as a little girl, I used to be in my room for hours just creating little things with my hands. I was drawing on silk for many years. I was doing stained glass for several years, but between 2000 and 2005, we lived actually in Dallas, Texas, and I had the privilege to go to college and do all I like, pottery and music. And uh, I really fell in love with the clay. And I had the privilege to have a gallery for several years here, but... uh, I closed it a few years ago, and now it's a good thing because we don't have tourists anymore in the land. But uh, today it's more like a hobby for me. I just love to hide out with the clay and listen to building up messages. So I love that. A lot of artists find inspiration in nature. A lot of artists find inspiration through the works that they're reading. Where do you find that inspiration to make pottery? Actually, I did a lot of Chudaika, maybe because my clients were tourists and they were looking for something that resembles Israel and the land of Israel. I used to stroll around in the galleries of Jerusalem and in the, in the city to get inspired by architecture and other artists.
Gabriella, COVID-19 is so challenging. You know, living here in Israel, where there's lockdown after lockdown, and Yosef talked about no tourism. Shops are closed, restaurants are closed. It's very difficult. There's a sense of hopelessness that the land is being filled with. But there are a lot of people that are feeling that same thing all over the world, and especially women. What advice can you share with women now who are dealing with a sense of hopelessness for what is really going on right now? Is there a word or is there something that's on your heart for them at this moment? I think as Yosef says, <laughs> unfortunately this is only the beginning of the birth pains and things will become more and more difficult. But I do believe that we see a light in the end of the tunnel. And that light is the bright morning star, Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus is the only hope we have because we know that in the midst of the darkest hour, He will appear and He will establish His kingdom, a kingdom of righteousness, a kingdom of justice. He will establish peace. Uh, he will restore all things. The curse which is on this earth, He will come to lift. Even We can see this even in the nature, in the animal kingdoms. Animals eating each other. I don't think that was meant to be that way from the beginning. And the Lord will come to restore all these things. So the Father said, if you see all these things, the difficulties, the wars, the earthquakes, uh, the rumors of wars, the hunger, pestilences, lift up your head and know that your salvation is near. And Yeshua came to pay such a price for us. He gave his own life for us. We can be certain that he will come back and take us to be with him forever. If we hold fast, if we fix our eyes upon him. So I think with all the difficulties, we have a lot to look forward to because his kingdom becomes more and more tangible. And besides that, I do believe we're going to see miracles in the days which are ahead. I do believe God can make manna again for us if we cannot buy and sell in the future. He will take care of us. He will give us special grace when we go through suffering. He will be right there with us. Gabriella, you and Yosef have a guest house here that we're actually in. We're in your house. There's a guest house upstairs. It's a beautiful place, and it's so peaceful, and it's so tranquil, and there's a beautiful view. I'm looking out right now. I can see the Golan Heights. I can see all around. It's a clear day today. This is not only a guest house, but this is like a lifeline. People come from all over the world to be in your home, and can you just describe not the physical house itself, but if someone wants to come to Israel, a couple, a family, you'll take them in. What will they experience being in your guest house? Can you describe just what they'll experience? 
Well, first of all, I believe we are living in one of the most beautiful areas in Israel, in the Galilee. And it has such a different pace than the rest of Israel, which can be very hectic. Jerusalem is a big spiritual warfare. Tel Aviv is very hectic. Here it's tranquil. I do believe the blessing of Yeshua is still in the neighborhood. I know the Lord walked the hills here, walked on the water, on that beautiful lake we watch every day. And um, yeah, I do believe people will experience that tranquility here. And also it's a great hub to go and explore the northern part of Israel, going around the lake. Uh, so many different archaeological places where you can walk in the footsteps of the Lord. Um, we usually give space to our guests. We don't disturb them, but we also don't want to miss the blessing to get to know some of them. We have met some wonderful, wonderful people from the nations which we are connected with until today. So... You're very welcome to come. Of course, this is uh, part of our business. It's a way how we make a living here in Israel, especially now when my husband uh, lost his job as a tour guide. If someone wants to come, because I really believe the listening audience, when it, the lockdown is over and things settle down, would want to come to see you and Yosef and just experience a firsthand tour guiding of not only the North, but a lot of Israel, how can they connect with you? How can they support your work here? You are welcome to contact us through our websites. My husband's website, which deals mainly with tours and also teachings, is www.touryourroots.com. T O U-R-Y-O-U-R-R-O-O-T-S dot com. My website is www.galileegetaway.com. <laughs> so you're welcome to see our two vacation apartments there. Right now we have mostly Israelis visiting because the airport is closed, but we would love to welcome you, Lord willing, soon. Gabriella, thank you so much for coming on the show today, and we just hope and pray that as we go through corona and the lockdowns and the craziness of life here, that you will still be able to be fruitful and prosper as people come in here. And really, you talked about love. Experience the love of God because that's what you feel when you're here. You feel loved. And we're just praying through this interview that people will contact you and that your ministry and what you do here will grow in many ways. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Join me next time on Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story, when I will interview Dr. Hannah Haustein, an immigrant from South Africa, and English teacher, living here in Israel for over 40 years. See you soon. The song you're about to hear is another song written and produced by Gabriella Danielli called Ad Anna from Psalm 13.
which means how long in Hebrew. The translation of these words are as follows. Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long will I store up anxious concerns within me? Agony in my mind every day? How long will my enemy dominate me? Consider me and answer, Lord my God, restore brightness to my eyes, otherwise I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have triumphed over him, and my foes will rejoice, because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your faithful love, my heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing to the Lord, because he has treated me generously. She 